power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for this gathering, because it's unto no other name but unto the name of Jesus. For your word says, wherever two or three are gathered in your name, you are there in their midst. Holy Spirit, I ask that you shall take absolute control. As I'm about to speak your word, may I not speak on my own accord, but may I speak as you grant me utterance. By virtue of the fact that I'm a blood-born citizen of the kingdom of God, I take authority in the realm of the spirit and I declare a supernatural injunction on any activity of the enemy in this place. We declare the hearts and the minds of the people of God sanctified and made ready for them to have an encounter with their Father this morning. Take glory, Father, take glory, Son, take glory, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' most excellent name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord. Oh, you are clapping as if your hands are sore. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you excited to be in church this morning? We bless God for a morning like this. Amen. All right. Um, this morning I asked to be put on early because I want to download everything I want to download. Hallelujah. And um, immediately after I'm done with you, I have to rush off to another program. But I want to, to finish what I have to finish. Amen. Yeah. So what it means is that I'll be here at the end of the service. All right. I'll just run off immediately. I'm done. So all the things that I'll usually do at the end of the service, maybe I'll do them now. If I have any special announcements, I'll do them now and then I zoom into the preaching because I'll not be here not benediction, we can't do benediction <laughs> before the service anyway, alright so um, school of ministry, Friday we continue, alright the last part of the doctrine of angels, alright I think it's been wonderful so far we've learned a lot of new things uh, I showed them that angels what you think they look like they, they may not necessarily look like that some of them if you should see them you will run away you may even end up binding them <laughs> yeah so school of ministry on friday all right so to today's business yeah as previously advertised um can you sit on the altar <laughs> Yes, I told you we have two Super Sundays and two life-transforming messages. Eleven deadly women, every man must be aware of. Yeah, I like the responses. It's good. <laughs> and eleven deadly men, every woman must be aware of. Hallelujah. Don't think this is a message for singles. It's not. <laughs> It's not. Hallelujah. Whether you are married or single, these are things that will help you. I was debating which one should I start with first. The deadly men or the deadly women. But as we say, ladies first. 
so today i'm doing 11 deadly women and then the men next week i shall come for you hallelujah oh hallelujah yes 11 deadly women every man must be aware of say 11 deadly women hallelujah as the one next to you are you listening say listen well say listen well open your ears (laughs) hallelujah yes 11 I just hope I'll be able to say all that I have to say (laughs) and you see with this message I'll be very strict in fact there are two messages I'll be very very strict I'll be very blunt you see the, 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 the word of God is supposed to be sharper than a two edged sword so that means it can cut but sometimes too it comes with blunt trauma Mm. blunt trauma you know what blunt trauma is it doesn't cut to by boa <laughs> you feel it uh-huh. I'm going to be very strict and some of the things I'll be very raw with them mm. so if there is any sebi to say sebi sebi I'm saying it now to cover everything that I shall say for the two sermons so sebi 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 that's it are you worried about the sebi? When you are receiving obstetrics and gynecology lectures, do the lecturers say sebi? They don't say sebi. And you are fine with it. So I'm making a sebi disclaimer from the beginning. Because some of the things I'll talk raw, straight, straight, straight like that. Unless the Holy Ghost helps me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Eleven deadly women that every man should be well. of. Deadly woman number one. And that one too will be number one for the deadly men. So that one cuts across. Okay? That one is fundamental to what I'm going to tell you. Deadly woman number one is the woman who does not fear God. Hallelujah. Is the woman who doesn't feel she owes anything to God. Why is such a woman deadly? Such a woman is deadly because she has no standards. In fact, anybody who doesn't have standards is dangerous. That means the person can do anything. There's nothing putting the brakes on the person. And as a man, you shouldn't even consider a relationship, let alone a marriage with such a person. Because the Bible has stated clearly that be not what unequally joked together with unbelievers. It is clear in the Bible. No matter how beautiful they are, no matter how caring they are, no matter how compassionate they are, no matter what cares they have in the right places, no matter the tone of their skin and their height and their accent and the sweetness of their voice, the Bible has made it clear that be not unequally joked together with an unbeliever. Hallelujah such a person shouldn't even be part of your considerations if you are not married she's not part of your considerations if you are married she shouldn't be your friend she shouldn't be your friend because she has no standards 
The woman who doesn't have any standards. When you say adultery, it's just another word. You say fornication, it's just another word. There are no standards. There is nothing to put the bricks on her. <laughs> the woman who does not fear God. Yes, I like that. It's just vocabulary. Fornication is just another word in the dictionary. Adultery is just another word in the dictionary. The woman who does not fear God. You say, oh, but she has a good heart. Do you know what a good heart is? In fact, what is your definition of a good heart? The fact that you, I'll get there. I'll come there. <laughs> I, 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 I'll go there. The woman who does not fear God, whether she's in your office or there, she can't be your friend. Yes, she cannot be your friend. She cannot be your business partner. Oh, but we are business. We are doing business. This, then, then, then. She's very astute with business and blah, blah, blah. She does not fear God. She doesn't have standards. She doesn't fear God. They'll tell you, oh, I, I do things as I feel. When it occurs to me, when I feel like it, I do it. No standards. Such a woman is deadly and you must run away from her. Hallelujah. Number two. That one is just foundation, so that one don't go too deep. Number two. The woman who cannot stay at home. The woman or the girl who cannot stay at home. Hmm. Today, tomorrow, yeah, yes, There's an example in Proverbs chapter 7, verse 11. Give it to me in NLT. Proverbs chapter 7, verse 11. She can't stay at home. Yes. It says she was the brash rebellious type. Never content to do what? Stay at home. This was a woman a man was warning his son about. She can't stay at home. Every day, I am here. Every weekend, there is an agenda. There is never time for sitting and sober reflection. Today, birthday bash here. Ochina pool party, this. Uh, we are going to clap to come and do it. She can't stay at home. This is a deadly woman. She's a deadly woman. Any woman, any girl who can't sit at home cannot manage a home. She cannot manage a home. Every day there's some agenda somewhere. Friends. Young Konkwa. <laughs> Every day there's some place. Young Konkwa. They know town more than anybody. Every corner they know. Every eating spot they know. From Papa here to uh, Cheesy, uh, what they got here? To Huga. To
to um, then, 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 Frankie's. So they know every corner, every chilling spot, every nightclub. The bouncer has seen them before. They can say, oh, oh, you, you are a familiar face. Charlie, come and pass. She cannot stay at home. <laughs> you can't stay at home. The woman who can't stay at home cannot manage a home. This is not a sexist statement I'm making. Don't get me wrong. You see, some of the things, it may sound like that because today I'm looking at one side of the picture. When I bring the mirror reflection next week, you understand that I'm a very balanced preacher. You can't stay at home. Every day you have to go somewhere. You can't manage a home. The truth of the matter is that the men are the heads of the home, but the women are the managers of the home. That is the truth. That the managers of the home. How the home runs is the woman who determines it. I keep using this analogy that in the home, the woman is like the CEO and the man is like the board chairman. The board chairman are not involved in the daily running. This should be here, blah, 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 blah. It's in big decisions and critical things. Because women, God bless them with that managerial ability. Some of the things my wife can think about if you give me 100 years it will, not occur, it will never occur to me and some of the bigger picture things that will occur to me they will never occur to it hallelujah yeah they are better managers and because they are the ones who manage the home that is why sometimes 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 it looks as if the men like putting things in the wrong places and things like that you know that thing uh-huh. It's because it's because I'm not defending the men. No. It's because you see, because the woman is the one managing it, she has decided that this is where this should be. And she decided it based on how it occurs to her naturally. You understand? How it occurs to her naturally, she decided that this thing is supposed to be here. So the man now has to adjust because that is not how naturally he would have placed it. That doesn't mean it is an excuse to leave certain things in certain places. Your shirt is not supposed to be at the center table in the sitting room. You understand? That one, it shouldn't occur to you naturally to do that. Next week. Let me fire you small. <laughs> Let me fire you small. <laughs> it is not an excuse to say that because the women are the ones managing and they have decided there are certain things that are universal clothes are not supposed to be in the city room so if you put your clothes in the city room that one you will receive the fire and take it nicely and gently don't say you are undermining my authority as the man in the house when you behave well you shall receive double honor <laughs> hallelujah Yeah, the woman who cannot stay at home that is not to say women are meant for the home don't get me wrong I'm not saying anything like that women who are career people and blah 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 and stuff like that but I'm talking about the chillers you love fun too much today this this uh, we are going for photo shoot here we are going to do this and we are going to do that gentlemen when you see such signs advise yourself if they are not ready to change Otherwise, when you marry, you will babysit every weekend from Friday to Sunday. 
there is this party here. There is this something here. There's a, some people do their specialty is funerals. They have like 10 different dresses and things for funerals. Different styles. With their matching shades. A woman that cannot sit at home. She's a deadly woman. Deadly woman number three. The woman who cannot keep a secret. You cannot keep a secret. You start befriending them. You realize that you discuss something with them and you hear it in another corner. You are in a relationship with them and you have a problem. And the next time you see their best friend is calling you. Kwame, I have something to tell you. I have something to discuss with you. It's very, very serious. Can I call you? Can we talk now? Or please give me a time so that I call you so that we discuss this issue. It's very, very important and very, very serious to me. What a bestie, dear. What a bestie. And she calls you and tells, why did you do this to my friend and blah, 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 blah. She cannot keep a secret. One pastor said, a couple came to him for counseling on an issue. They're in the same church. And the lady's best friend is also in the church. When they started discussing the issue and the woman started talking, no. He said, Pastor, if you like, eh, let us call Sister Susu and so right now, right now. She will confirm all that I'm telling you that you have been doing to me. A woman who cannot keep a secret. She's a gossip. Always giving news update. Always filling you in on information. There are certain things that are supposed to be between husband and wife alone. Alone. Say alone. Ah. You can't keep quiet. You take your matrimonial problems to the outside world. You've not seen the effect of reported speech before. Eh? When by the time you hear the thing, the way it would have metamorphosed, you wonder whether you even initiated it. Ah, you remember uh, the uh, games, you know? Blagoji, hi. <laughs> the time you hear the thing, you will be shocked. You ask yourself, did I really say this thing? You must learn to keep quiet and to keep secrets. Hallelujah. People who can't keep secrets, they can't be leaders. You can't be, you can't be a leader. You can't be a leader. You always have to offload the burdens onto somebody else. Gossip. People gossip through prayer meeting. The thing the person has told you, you know, to the brethren and sisters, there's something that is burning upon my heart. We need to deal with it urgently. Because one of our sisters is under affliction. A brother in the church promised to marry her. In fact, it is brother so so and so. He too, we need to pray for. He will be the second prayer topic. And right now, she is 
she's heartbroken. She's, she's, she's suicidal. We need to pray for her. We need to pray for her. You are gossiping. Who did concern? Such a woman is a dangerous woman. Hallelujah. May the Lord deliver you from such people. And if you're a woman here and you are like that, may God take that spirit out of you. That desire to constantly open your mouth and tell people's issues and to tell tales. May you be delivered from it today in the name of Jesus. That was number what? Three. Okay. At the same time, eh, let me just add this. The woman who can't uh, keep a secret. You know? At the same time, the exact opposite to is a problem. The overly secretive woman. woman. Mm-hmm. So all of that together is the point number three. Overly secretive woman. She will never open up about anything. Like you want to discuss issues. Uh, mm, mm. You never open up. There are certain calls you never receive in front of you. It's a dangerous woman. Other people, when they call, she can put it on last week. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's some particular calls when they come. No, excuse me. Yeah, they say some of, some of those things, they change the, the name of the person. Yeah, what is a lie? Mechanic and something, something, something. But they know, they know, they know who it is. If you're in a relationship and you start seeing such signs, you better start advising yourself. Why can't you pick the call in front of me? People do, ah, they even take phones into the bathroom and mistakenly use it like so. I'm not saying if you take your phone into the bathroom. There are times when you are expecting an important call and you know you cannot miss it. So don't say, hey, my husband, the other day I saw the phone in there. That means he's a deadly man. There are times that it's, it's, it's acceptable. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you are expecting a call that you cannot miss, to be in the what do you call it the bathroom but some people every time the phone follows them say so one of these days you will use it like soap when you see it will be at the window like that and that's where you put your soap dish and when the soap is in your eyes and you cannot see you will reach out and pick it like a bar of soap and put it in the water it's a prophecy. <laughs> the overly secretive woman. When she is keeping her interactions with certain particular people away from you. Why is it that this particular person alone, we can't talk about him? Why, why can't we talk? Why is it a no-go area? Why is it? When we have decided we are marrying or we are married, why is it a no-go area? But you see, sometimes that also comes as a result of excessive jealousy from the men. Sometimes. Next weekend, let me let me shade you small. Let me shade you small. Excessive jealousy from the men. Yeah, this one is just a feature. <laughs> excessive jealousy from the men 
So because they don't want to create trouble, you let me just keep this. But you see, when that subject is creating trouble, maybe it's time to break away completely. What is more important to you? Your marriage or your friendship with that person? Sometimes maybe it's even an ex. I told you today that I came home. I came. Pa, 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 pa. An ex. You can't be keeping your activities with your ex. Maybe there's even nothing inside you. But it's highly suspicious and it makes you deadly. Why is it that you can't pick his call when he's around? Is it that you still have feelings for him? Is it that that soul tie has not been broken? The excessively secretive woman. It's dangerous. Number four. The gold digger. The gold digger. This one is for both married and unmarried men. Listen. There are some ladies, they only contact you when they need money. When you are there, you see, oh, hello. Are you there? It's been a long time. It's like I've missed you, be like that. They know where they are heading towards. Um, can you help me with 500 CDs to sort something out? They'll never ask of you. They'll never find out what is wrong with you or whether everything is fine with you. The time, there are some of them, eh? you go and check your charts. Just go and do a forensic, uh, what do you call it, examination of your charts. You realize that it's all about money, money, money. That is a gold digger. It's a gold digger. Some people are too materialistic. When you spot some of these things, be careful. Because a gold digger can sell you. He can sell you. A gold digger can sell you. I've watched movies where rich men pretend to be poor. Just to see which woman will love them for them. Because trust me, there are some women, eh, they have vowed that the poverty they came from, never again. Whatever it will take to take them out of it, they are not going to remain there. It is a vow they have made to themselves and they intend to keep it. Let them smell the semblance of money around you. And they will come after you. And interestingly, most of the time, these gold diggers, they don't have only one victim. There are multiple victims. Because when they do it once and it works, their appetite is increased. So why can't I have about six sources of such income? So what they do is that they rotate. This week, it is Mr. A. Next week, we're budgeting for all of you. This week, you, Magic Thousand. Next week, Thousand. Next week, thousand. So she calculates her income from gold digging at the end of the month is like 4,000 from eight men. That's how she sustains her lifestyle. 
the gold digger. If you have a friend, every time she's asking for money, every time, don't even consider marrying her. If you are beginning to have feelings, bind the feelings, cast it out, run away. The gold digger. And the married men, let me tell you this. Don't go sponsoring somebody. Education, hostel fees, a young lady. Don't go sponsoring a young lady without the consent of your wife. If you take this advice for me, it will save you embarrassment. I'm telling you. Oh, there's somebody somewhere you have a certain kind of relationship with. She sees you as a mentor. She can come and, oh, my, my hostel fee, so. And say, oh, okay, you collect this amount of money. You've not told your wife. One of these days, eh, let me tell you a story of a pastor. He planted a church. And he also had a school. And there was a lady who enrolled in the school. And he realized that she had financial problems. Like she was finding it every time it was time for paying fees and blah, blah, blah. She was late and blah, 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 blah. So the pastor decided that, okay, called the wife. She said, let's, let's help this girl. So one, they gave her a scholarship to the school. And two, they started providing for her needs. So at the end of the term, maybe when school is going to start, you bring a list of your provisions. And the pastor will look through and annotate it, make the, oh no, this one, yeah, that we cancel it, those kind of things. The pastor was in church and then suddenly he realized people's attitudes towards him have started changing. When people's respect for you has come down, you can see. Before, when they see you, they will, they will salute and bow. But now they will just do <laughs> And realized that something is wrong somewhere. So he started picking up the vibes that are ah, some. But one church member was brave enough to come and see him. He said, Pastor, there's something I want to ask you. What is it? He said, This lady is going around making people believe that there is something going on between the two of you. And her evidence is the lists of items and your handwriting on it. Can you imagine what would have happened if this man didn't make his wife away? That's what I'm telling you. Look, nobody is saying don't help people. But when it comes to the opposite sex, if you are going to sponsor them for anything, education, hostel fees, whatever, examination fees, make your wife away. There are evil people out there who are looking for your downfall. They want to create confusion. Some of them are actually being used by the devil and they don't even know they are being used by the devil. such relationships and interactions above board as far as your marriage is concerned and if you are not married and you are in a serious relationship heading towards marriage make her know and frankly if she opens her mouth and says I'm uncomfortable with it stop it because trust me women eh, God has blessed them with something called intuition women we like logic one plus one is equal to, oh, but I don't have any bad intentions, blah, 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 blah. So, let's go. The woman will say, 
I have a, I have a certain feeling about this person. Listen. If there's a male close to you, tell him, listen. Say it again, listen. Listen. God bless women with intuition. Hey, time is gone. And I'm already on number what for? Hey. <laughs> Five super Sundays. Listen, God blessed women with intuition. Everything might look fine on the surface, but they have this gift of picking things up. Listen. Listen. If he says, I'm uncomfortable with this particular lady, listen. Don't say, oh, bad. She's a good girl. She's this, she's that, that, that. Don't get close to any lady your wife is not comfortable with. And for that matter, your fiancé is not comfortable with. The gold digger. Number five. The woman who is uncomfortable talking about your wife or your fiancé. She's uncomfortable. Whenever the discussion of your wife comes up, she doesn't talk. She doesn't encourage the conversation. Whenever the con- a conversation comes up about your fiancé, that is if you have even revealed to her that you are dating and getting ready to get married. Whenever the subject comes up, she's uncomfortable. But she doesn't want to talk. She wants to cut the conversation. It's a sign. She will never ask about how your wife is doing. Never, ever. Ever, ever. Like she knows you have a wife. She will never ask about your wife. You must be careful of such people. If you start talking about your wife, this is a, her face will change. You start talking about your fiancé and your plans to get married and she becomes quiet she's a dangerous woman she's a deadly woman you have to be careful it is a sure little more sign that this person has something at the back of her mind every lady you are a friend to must be comfortable with the subject of your wife she must be comfortable talking about your wife she must be comfortable asking about your wife. When that thing is not there, it's a bad sign. And watch it. The person could be at the same workplace as you. The person could be in the same church as you. The only time the person will come and greet you is when they realize your wife has passed somewhere and you are alone. Never when you are standing with her. You say, hey. <laughs> it is not a good sign. And if you're a lady and you are doing that unconsciously, I'm telling you that you are giving signs that you're a deadly woman. So stop. Stop it. Before you are wrongly labeled. She's on 
tabo. Number six. The manipulative woman. The manipulative woman is deadly. Go and listen to my sermon on witchcraft. There is a spiritual witchcraft and there is fleshly witchcraft. It is named in Galatians as one of the deeds of the flesh. It comes in the form of having a domineering spirit, being manipulative. Witchcraft is all about control. Trying to control people's destinies, trying to control people's lives, trying to go. It's all about control. Manipulation is one of the elements of witchcraft. You must be afraid of the manipulative woman. Now, there's young girls who have come. If you are a young man, you are happily married, and one day some demon enters you, and you decide to go and fornicate with them. Now, there's a lot of recording devices that are very subtle. They are recording you, and you will not even know. Those chats you are having with them, they are doing screen, what do you call it? Screenshots and keeping. Those chats you have been having, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., the steamy chats. And by the time you finish, you need an air conditioner. <gasps> Some of them are screenshotting and keeping. The day the money stops coming. The day the sponsorship stops coming. Tell you, you have led me on. I'll tell your wife. If you are somebody who is prominent, Kakratu, oh, you are scared for your reputation. If you are scared for your reputation, why did you go for some young girl? Why didn't you stay with your wife? And they will manipulate you and blackmail you, collect your monies. By the time they are finished with you, no attacker. Collect money because you are afraid. You are afraid. Manipulation. Now, people have even taken their manipulation to another level where they are using spiritual powers. Juju. It's not every food you eat, oh young man. Say, come and eat. <laughs> you go with your empty tummy. <laughs> I'm going to eat. I am Ghana here. There's some they call it. They say I call it Bedianko. You go again. I hear people even go, they teach them rituals to do. They cook their food and inoculate it with their menstrual blood. I'm telling you realities. They give you the food, you don't even pray over it. Because you have seen Kotoje. Koto. Wele. Yeah, I've forgotten that there's something called prayer. Brad Charles, that's pork, eh? See the pork, no? <laughs> Somebody said pork is their love language. Just because you have seen meat. You forget to pray. 
You eat it and suddenly, when you see your wife, she looks like a Rasta woman. <laughs> oh no, I don't mean like those who have that. No, no, I don't mean that. Rasta woman, as in, you know, <laughs> ragged, <laughs> ragamuffin, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Rasta is nice. Rasta is nice. It's powerful. Don't get me wrong. Ah! You start seeing your wife differently. You start seeing the woman you are supposed to be marrying in three months' time. You start seeing her in a different way. Because what could be wrong meat? If you have eaten such a thing mistakenly, may the Lord deliver you from its effect in the name of Jesus. And we break its power over your life. Manipulative spirits. Will manipulate you. Sometimes you look at a man's wife and look at their side cheek. Well, like this man, is he mad? No basis for comparison. He's going to chop something. Some of these girls, they are wicked. A friend of mine whose family handles the shrine at Nogoko. You've heard of Nogoko? The dreaded Nogoko shrine it is their family the mother's family they are the ones who handle that it's passed on from generation to generation and the one who was handling the the, the shrine at the time this thing i'm going to tell you happened was the uncle of his mother He was there at the shrine and a young girl who the father was in a relationship with, Saichik, brought the mother's picture to the shrine that killed this woman for me. Not knowing you have gone to put the picture in the hands of her uncle. You see, even occultists know how to protect their own. How much more God? They know how to protect their own. He said, hey, you want this woman to die? Okay, you go. He called his niece, told her, hey, this is your picture. I'm supposed to be killing you. The one who brought this thing, she's in a relationship with your husband. You better go and confront your husband and, and talk to him well. Otherwise, he too, he will see. <laughs> people are wicked. People, people that manipulated people, evil-minded women. May God deliver you from such people in the name of Jesus. When they come your way, may the wind of the spirit blow them away by some means. By some means. They are there looking at your marriage and they are jealous. But you see, some of these things don't go and pass in front of it of, of a praying woman with these kind of things. She will scatter your life with her prayers. The manipulative woman. The manipulation is not only in physical blackmail, it's also in emotional blackmail. Mm. Emotional blackmail. Using tears to manipulate. There are men who vowed they won't sleep with a woman before they get married. Tears from the woman broke their resolve. Okay, 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 okay. Hey! 
tears. Manipulation by tears. That some people they can't stand tears. So you just cry. Even if it's fake, rob. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. It is witchcraft. I'm telling you, it is witchcraft. Even if you do it in marriage, it is witchcraft. Our silent treatment in Amoyano, it is witchcraft. It's witchcraft. You just want him to be uncomfortable just because you said something he has not agreed. Silent treatment. You asked for that money to go and do something, he was like, Oh, you which one? Are you okay? Mm. Uh, why are you asking me whether I'm okay? It is witchcraft! It's witchcraft. Manipulation. It's witchcraft. The men don't be too happy. Next week I will fire you like. <laughs> Stop that thing. You are dangerous. Until then, enjoy your <laughs> what do you call it? Manipulation. May the Lord deliver you from the manipulative woman in the name of Jesus. Number seven. I've done how many now? Six, eh? The overly competitive woman. Overly competitive. Every day you are looking at people, other ladies' shoes. Some people, everywhere they go, they can remember what everybody wore. Like their memories are sharp. They remember. You go, oh, she red. Now we are And I just and it was this. And it was a boo boo. And it was this. And that, 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 that. And when you repeat, they know. When you repeat the dress, they know. That three weeks ago. Ah, but you wore this thing three weeks ago. Use your brain for productive things, though. Keep things that will help you and, and bring progress into your life. Overly protected. You'll be shocked that there may be people in this church. They know all the women who have iPhones. They know all the women who have Samsung. They know all the women who have Techno. And those who have Infinite. And the nameless ones. <laughs> Overly competitive. Because of that, they become spendthrifts. They spend unnecessarily because they have to measure up. Look, some of the people you are competing with, eh, what you don't know is that they are wearing second-hand things. Oh. It's just a matter of how you rock the thing and walk confidently in it. Some of the things you see, a designer. Somebody did some research. said majority of the designer things people wear in Ghana is fake. It's not original. The fact that you have seen Gucci. Now why not to mean Joro Gucci? Remember in secondary school, some guy, be his singlet. He used indelible ink to write CK. Calvin Klein. Watch rock. <laughs> what are you, what can you say? That's written in his Calvin Klein. What are you talking about? 
Stop being overly competitive. Eh, this person is driving, so me too, I have to drive. When you look at your bank account, you, you look at your bank account. See whether you can sustain a car, you can buy fuel. You don't know how painful it is. When the mechanics are just mentioning the prices like that and your heart is beating high. Look, having a car is like having a child. Let me tell you. Having a car is like having a child. Yes. The way the child will get sick, you have to pay hospital bill. When the car gets bought, it's like it's gotten sick. You take it to the doctor of mechanics. The fitter. To take care of it. Stop being overly competitive. Stop comparing yourself to people. The Bible says they that compare themselves among themselves are not what? Wise. They are not wise. It is not wise. Trust me, you are happier in life when you don't compare yourself to people. Because most of the time, eh, the standards you think that people have, they don't even see those standards for themselves. You can be there and think, you know, when there is something you are looking for in life and somebody has that thing, you assume everything is fine in that person's life. But there are other things the person is also struggling with which you also have. The fact that you want to marry and the person has married, you see the person like, this person has it all. No, she doesn't have it all. There are other things she wants that you have. You are envious of the person's iPhone. But the person too is envious of the fact that your hair grows without struggle. Yeah. They have to put cream and do this and do that. Meanwhile, you, your hair is just flourishing like that. Meanwhile, you are using techno. Look, concentrate on the good things God has given you and enjoy them and celebrate them. Stop comparing yourself to other people. And when we talk about the woman who compares, I'm also talking about the woman who will compare you, the fiancé or the husband to the father, to her ex and that friend at the workplace. And you there, you are not thoughtful at all. Even the last time when we were at work, Kwame went and bought me lunch. As for you, dear. <laughs> Every day, what are we eating? What are we eating? You do do something. Ladies like comparing their husbands to their fathers. Don't go there. Please don't go there. Because they too, when they start comparing to their mother, the whole house will become some way. The fact that your father used to do it this way doesn't mean he has to do it that way too. Everybody is an individual. Accept them as they come. And celebrate them as they come. Stop the comparison. That ex, forget about him totally. He's gone. Now, 
This is the one on the table. This is the one you are married to. This is the one you are going to get married to. Forget about and then you'll be there and, and, and you'll be remembering. Mekai, 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 Kaya. Maybe your ex was a lyrical goal. He could put words together and your knees will shake. Oh God, let him marry me tomorrow. Maybe the one you have with now is not so strong in that direction. Sometimes the lyrical gurus cry, they are on and off. <laughs> when they've not given you attention, plenty, you know, all that. They are inspired to, you know, make up with some nice lyrics. Compare it. This is my birthday cry. If it was Kwame, I was with. Kwame is my prototype guy. So I'll be using Kwame. If you are called Kwame, eh, no, I don't know. <laughs> If it was my birthday, the kind of message he would have put on his status, how he would have celebrated me. He would have sent somebody to bring teddy bears and cakes and white rabbits in the red bow tie to my office and hired a choir to sing happy birthday to you and a saxophonist to serenade me with my favorite love song what a shock so your birthday that you are supposed to be happy you are there and you are sad all because of Sazofun the overly competitive woman Maybe you like a door too. He'll dance for you. Go and hire harmonious chorale to come and stand on the car park of your workplace, and suddenly they start, and the harmony just goes up, and everybody, wow, he really loves her. Oh, oh, my God. Comparison. They that compare themselves among themselves are not what? Right. This was point number what? Number seven. I think I'll do this in two parts. So the men, you chuck it next week. We'll continue with this one next week and then the third week. So it's it's now three super. It may end up being four. <laughs> for Super Sundays. But I pray that God will deliver you from the competitive spirit. Enjoy what you have. Bless God for what you have. Stop comparing your, 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 your spouses and your partners with your fathers and your exes and your brothers. It will not help you. The reason why the woman who is competitive like that and does a lot of comparison is dangerous is that when you marry such a, a person, you will never be happy. You will never feel adequate. You will never feel like you match up. Men have committed suicide because of these things. Because in the, in the marriage, like, I don't, like, I'm doing everything that I can still. It's not working. 
But may the Lord deliver us from that. In the name of Jesus. The gentlemen, don't be too happy. Because next two weeks I shall come for you. Next two weeks I shall be on your case. Next two weeks I shall fire you. But the ladies next week, prepare for part two. Because I'm doing number eight, number nine, number ten, number eleven. If by that time it has become fifteen too, so be it. May the Lord bless us well. May God bless you. information reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our facebook page the overflow worship center stay blessed overflow